You are gonna be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Thank you for joining us for The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Ms. Shannon, and we are joined by a rotating panel of experts that come here every episode and give you some great information that you definitely should have somewhere in your brain floating yes. around. And the other thing that's great about what we do here on The Mom Show is it's information that you may have thought that you obtained out in the wild, but you might have gotten a lot of misinformation and mm-hmm. made yourself just knowledgeable enough to be dangerous. And so, yes. so we take all of the hard work out of this for you and we bring them all in here. And so this weekend, we are uh, joined by two of our favorite people. So from Sheridan and Doulas, Deanne Doulas and Jeff Sheridan, they are great attorneys on both the family law and the criminal law side. And we are very happy to have you guys here because, you know, this is definitely one of those subject matters where you're like, I thought I knew. And then when you're really in a scenario, where you need this information, if you have the wrong background, you can really make things worse for yourself, right? Oh, so much worse. Mm-hmm. So much worse. This is such an important topic because, you know, the holidays are stressful enough. Right. We got enough stuff going on, enough mm-hmm. pressure to get an enormous to-do list done that, you know, right. was just crazy. Um, and so when we do that uh, and we try to add in all these extra pressures, sometimes we cut corners, we make mistakes, we get a little short-tempered. Right. And things that we might have been able to deal with before become more difficult and there's a whole new set of challenges that we've got to address that don't normally come up in every day. Well, we encourage people to be part of the Mom Show. And if you have any questions, you can call in and speak to Deanne Doulis and Jeff Sheridan at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And today we're going to cover some great information. I do remind everybody that this is general information. If you have a specific scenario, even though the information that we give out today may sound like it applies to you, we still encourage you to go out there and contact an attorney. Yep, make sure that anything you do is, uh, or you know, it's all very fact-specific. And right. One little change in any particular fact situation can change the legal advice that we would give. So, And I think that that's really worthy advice that we give people because having you guys on the show, I think, really demystifies the process of talking yes. to an attorney because that's probably a lot of the anxieties. They go, I don't even want to make that call. I mean, how right. how are they going to talk to me? Am I going to understand what they're talking about? I feel like a terrible person. I'm just going to hunker down and not ask for help. Yeah, it's so much easier to hide from the problem than it is to address the problem because you're afraid you've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. You're afraid it's going to cost you a lot of money. You're afraid that it's just going to mean that it's going to become a bigger problem than it already is. And you're just going to shut up and deal with it. And, and you'll just find a way through it. And the only person who really suffers through that is you, right? Right. You're the one who loses sleep. You're the one who's trying to battle. You're the one who's trying to keep this from your kids as you're going through these problems. When in reality, if you would just pick up the phone Go in and talk to somebody. Tell them your story. You might find that all those horrors that you're really worried about just aren't true. Right. We do that. You know, the the uh, first of all, uh, I don't know that every law firm does, but, you know, our initial consultations are free of charge and and there's not a reason in the world. uh, You know, if if you come in and spend an hour with somebody who actually knows what they're talking about and and you lose nothing but an hour of your life, but gain so much out right. of the situation. And and as I tell the people who hire me, I've said, you know, look, you've hired me 
uh, so that you can stop worrying about this and I can start worrying about it. And frankly, I'm a lot better at worrying about it because my wor- <laughs> my worrying is actually productive because I actually know how to worry about it properly. And you can, you know, set your mind at ease. And that's what you're doing when you hire a lawyer is trying to set your mind at ease putting it in the hands of somebody who can help you. Well, especially with the way that the weather has turned recently, we mm-hmm. can definitely get into that. It's beginning to look like a lot like Christmas. <laughs> yes. The holidays are definitely here. And Deanne, you did kind of just touch on the fact that there is already this added stress. People are probably trying to like get a ton of work done so they can maybe spend some time with their family. But right. that does come with probably a lot of anxiety and people don't always maintain their best self. No, during I mean, this time of year. And that's true for everybody under times of high stress. And it, you know, can happen any time around the year. But for this time of year, what we have is this con- uh, condensing of yes. this happening for everybody. So instead of it just being you stressed, maybe in July about something that came up, now everybody is stressed. <laughs> and right. suddenly that line three deep at Target is just too much and you can't because you got three other places that you need to be right and in those moments we answer texts and phone calls and we say things to our kids and we you know engage in behaviors that we might not otherwise do because everybody around us is also feeling that same tension and anxiety and things blow up when they shouldn't well throughout the show today we're going to kind of go back and forth between what are some family law issues that you might have to deal with during this time of year Mm -hmm. that cause that additional stress and then some criminal things and we remind everybody that these things quite often dovetail into each other these so much no yeah no place better more than around the uh, holidays do these two things intersect right And I think that that's also a good reminder of why uh, at a firm like Sheridan and Dulas, you do have a variety of different practitioners that can handle all these different things. Because sometimes you do need, you oh, know, yeah. it's it's there's it's not just, OK, well, this is what's going on with my divorce. It's and then there's some legal issue that I have to deal with that has a criminal aspect as well, right? So much. There are so many different ways where these things oversect during this time of the year. Um, you know, we get into a family dispute. Uh, suddenly there ends up being threats. Someone's driving by your house too often. Mm-hmm. And they decide that the way that they're going to get their way is by just harassing you until they get what they want. And, of course, then that's a family issue that the family court can deal with and the judge can tell them, look, this isn't appropriate. But it's also a criminal issue or can be a criminalized issue if there's an order for protection or a harassment restraining order. So is there a particular uh, like family of things that you see pop up very often during this time of year? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Do you want to? Well, sure. And, And obviously there's a lot of stress. Uh, you know, especially when when people uh, families are you know extended families are getting together again, right. and, and pretty soon it's you know weird Uncle Al is uh, you know uh, uh, mouthing off about this and that, mm-hmm. which is inspiring a little more. Um, uh, you know, tension in the family yes. than you might otherwise see. Which might um, also trigger a little more drinking within the family which, that you might oh, not otherwise see. There you go. Almost always. Uh, so, you know, we see a, 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 an uptick, a, a sharp uptick uh, in uh, uh, driving impaired offenses, right. people driving home from Thanksgiving dinner or, uh, you know, home from uh, Christmas dinner. Uh, but there's also a sharp uptick in uh, in domestic violence uh, mm. during this mm-hmm. time of year. Um you know, even though people try harder to keep it all together, uh, oftentimes that d- 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 they don't succeed. And when you miss a little or you mix a little alcohol with a little family strife and, and usually it's a time for 
uh, bad things to happen right during and, what's supposed to be a joyful time of year. Mm-hmm. So what do we deal with from the like the you're saying that, you know, these are the kind of things that pop up on a regular basis. Do you have any like base information on here's how I suggest that everybody take a step back or what do we suggest that they do before you get anything specific? Well, the thing that happens often in family law cases is that that children become weaponized. And we start using our kids as weapons to hurt our ex or their uh, their other parent. And so taking a step back from that and recognizing that even though it is the holidays and even though you're rushed, that doesn't mean we communicate through kids. Right. That doesn't mean that we use the kids as a weapon, that this isn't the way you're finally going to get their attention about something, that we really need to step back and recognize that. As stressful as this is for us, our job as parents is to try to insulate our kids from that and keep those communications between the parents and not through the kids. So is that what, you know, what would be an example of them weaponizing that interaction? Oh, well, there's a billion different examples of how that could happen. Let Mm -hmm. me give you one that's really common. Uh, You're exchanging a child through a parenting time exchange uh, and the other side has said, no, you can't get the kids on Christmas Eve. That's my day. I don't care who's in town. Then let's just say mom Mm -hmm. says to the kids, "Okay, well, tell your dad that grandma and grandpa are coming over at seven o'clock on the 24th and you want to be there for that. Got it. Because your dad's not going to say no to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. That's it seems so subtle and it seems in some ways like it's saving time. Right. Look, I I know your dad won't say no to you. You go ask your dad. But what you're really doing is you're weaponizing the kids. You're putting them squarely in the middle of what they already know is a dispute because kids are really smart and they hear everything. Right. But you're putting them in the middle. And that's not a place where kids are really comfortable. And that's just one of the subtle ways that these things can happen. Right. And probably just uh, continues this this whole like cycle of microaggressions and stuff that just continue to make an unhealthy relationship for everybody. So unhealthy. And the children then pick up on that. And what they learn from that is that they can use mom and dad's aggressions to their advantage. And then uh, children, based upon their developmental age, have this fear of abandonment. And that fear of abandonment is often something that really drives them. So what we'll often see, often see, is these poor kids who will tell dad, oh, yeah, I love it so much better over here with you, dad, and then go home to mom and say, oh, mom, dad, dad's so mean. He never gives us vegetables or whatever the kids right. are upset about. Mm-hmm. And Probably both- not the vegetables, <laughs> not getting enough vegetables. I, I, I had nothing know. else. I'm like, oh, <laughs> the only thing that came to my right. mind in that moment. I'm like, right. what? What? Vegetables. Okay. Hey, man, Let's we go have pizza. some really good organic kids that are out there. <laughs> so, they love their veggies. Mm-hmm. So, so then mom hears dad's mean. And in both cases, the kids are trying to tie themselves to each parent to avoid that abandonment that could happen from either by appearing to align with both right now mom and dad get into a fight because they both believe well why would this child be saying this to me if it wasn't true right and it ends up just pouring gas on the fire because both of them both of them really well-meaning think they're doing what's best for the child they think that they're addressing an issue that is real and isn't overboard it's just it's something that has to be addressed and what it does is it It causes the fight. Well, we are going to cover some additional information on how you can navigate the holidays and keep yourself out of all of these family legal woes and these criminal legal woes. We'll also take your questions. The number is 651-651-651-641-1071. We'll be right back on The Mom Show.
Welcome back to The Mom Show here on MyTalk 1071. You can find this episode and previous episodes always on our website at MyTalk1071.com. Just use the keyword Mom Show because I know sometimes we cover a lot of information and you go, oh, wait, wait, mm-hmm. did I hear that quite right? Yes. So we always encourage you to go back and check on that, especially when we're talking about these kind of subjects, what we talk about when uh, Jeff Sheridan and Deanne Doulas come in from Sheridan and Doulas because sometimes you're like, well, I... I I just got in the car, but I really didn't need to hear about what happens if I'm going through a situation where there's a DUI or Mm -hmm. DWI or some sort of, you know, terrible thing that I, you know, feel like my life is on fire. Yes. (laughs) How do I put all of these fires out? Well, and sometimes even if this is the first time you're hearing these things to be able to make it match with what you've otherwise previously heard, sometimes you need to hear it two or three times. And, um, you know, we often go over these things with our clients multiple times to make sure that we can put all of the pieces to that puzzle together so that it's really comprehensible for our clients. Now I did just drop that little, the, the whole DWI thing. And so Jeff, I mean, this time of year, is this really one of the primary times that people get caught up in this and it's just so much worse for them? It really is. The, some of the, the most um, uh, active uh, DWI enforcement is going on during the holiday season here. Uh, plus, the, it's just, you know, the number one uh, most DWIs uh, every year is always the night before Thanksgiving, right? So this is people about to be involved in, uh, you know, perhaps that family confrontation right. with with goofy Uncle Al and everything else. And, and so le- leading up to that, and then you got college kids who are back from school for the first time or, uh, you know, and they're all getting back together. And so the, the, there's a lot of enforcement around this time of year because uh, traditionally these are the times of year when, you know, people who might not ever drink all right. year round are going to, you know, have some, uh, say have some wine with Thanksgiving dinner or with uh, Christmas dinner that they might, you know, and if, and people who don't drink, who then drink a little bit, uh, you know, the alcohol can have a lot more profound effect on them and they find themselves in trouble at the worst possible time right. because these, you know, holidays, uh, I will tell you, we've got all sorts of rules of criminal procedure that talk about, you know, how quickly you have to be processed and released. Uh, but those, all of those rules don't involve holidays. Ah. They're all excluded. Now, you know? we do encourage people to try and make good, wise life choices mm-hmm. out there and do not de- drink and drive. Do not drive under the influence of any of these things that we just, as Jeff just said, you may not be good at it. And even if you think <laughs> that you are, you're probably incorrect. Um, oh, right. You know, we all Absolutely. have those things. We oh. all have those where I think I'm okay and then it turns out mm-hmm. that you're not. So don't risk it. We encourage yeah. people to Absolutely. make those wise choices. But if you do find yourself in this situation, what do you mean by you're saying that these rules rules are always, you know, you there. What is the rule supposed to be? Jeff? Sure. Sure. Typically, if you get arrested uh, in Minnesota, you're supposed to be in front of a judge within 36 hours. Okay. That, and that 36 hours doesn't include the day that you're arrested. So the way that the, especially this year with both Christmas and New Year's, the way they fall, um, the you would find if you went out, let's say the Friday before Christmas, uh, that Friday night and happened to get stopped and arrested uh, after midnight. So it's the beginning, you know, it's first thing Saturday morning. It's after midnight. Well, under the 36-hour rule, there are certain days that don't count. The first day that doesn't count is the day of your arrest. Okay. So even if you get arrested at 12.01 a.m. that Saturday on that Saturday, Saturday doesn't count. Okay. Sundays don't ever count. Right. And holidays don't count. So if, if you know, in a typical 36-hour rule now, 
where now Saturday's out, Sunday's out, the, the 36 hours would start to count first thing in the morning on, on Monday. Mm-hmm. So Monday would count. You'd get 24 hours in and then Christmas Day. Uh, or New Year's Day intervenes. Okay. okay, so now that day doesn't count. So now you got arrested on what you saw as Friday night, even right. though it was early Saturday morning, but you're not going to see a judge until Wednesday afternoon. And by the way, you've just now missed Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, whatever it is. So yeah, again, the, 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 the little ins and outs of, you know, sort of the inside baseball associated with these, what we think of is you got to quickly get the person in front of a judge isn't very quick at all. And plus, is there, mm-hmm. it's not like when you get arrested, do they hand you a little card that says you're going to see a judge within 36 business hours or anything? Like, how do you know any of that anyway? You well, don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, don't. The, the jailers will tell you, you know, they'll, they'll give you the last possible, you you know, bit of news and the, you know, they know how to count to calculate the 36 hours. So the guy who's booking you in now at four o'clock in the morning uh, is telling you, Oh, by the way, yeah, you'll see a judge on Wednesday, even though you're sitting there early morning on Saturday. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it's something that can hit you out of the blue and it does not matter if you are a repeat offender, how uh, inebriated you were, if you were just slightly over the legal limit or if this is the first time you've drank in, you know, 10 years, you will all be treated the same way. And I can't tell you the number of people who have come in from out of town to visit with their folks, uh, get their DWI in a rental car in, in this scenario oh, yes. on a Friday mm-hmm. night. Their flight out, by the way, is, you know, a uh, first thing on Wednesday morning. And they're not going to not make, happening. No. They're not going to make that flight. So. Okay. So what should you do? Let's say, I mean, once you once you go, okay, it's too late. You know, I'm getting pulled over. Should we start there? Should we start when you get to jail? Well, I mean, and we've talked in the past about Mm -hmm. what to do and what not to do. Of course, you know, my advice as a lawyer is don't do anything. I mean, you know, ours is an accusatorial system. They have the burden of accusing you. So Mm -hmm. the best thing to do is shut up, sit there and let them accuse away without your assistance. Uh, But one way or another, if you find yourself in custody, the, the, you know, under Minnesota's law, uh, everybody who's in custody and being asked to submit to testing has the uh, legal right to consult with an attorney okay. before making that decision. That consultation is not only can then not only be used for the purpose of letting you know whether you should or shouldn't test, and that is very fact specific. Okay. Okay. The who should and who should not take a test is very fact specific. So. I'm not going to try to give you all of the possible scenarios on that uh, right now. Right. Uh, but the, the the important thing to take away from that is that the officer is telling you, you have the right to consult with an attorney. Anytime there's a guy in a blue uniform or, or a maroon uniform, if it's a trooper, telling you, you have the right to consult with an attorney, talk to a lawyer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? I mean, yes. if nothing else, you're just going to burn a little time off and give your, yourself a chance to, to catch your breath, right? And think and probably make a better life choice. Right. Okay. And, right. you know, I mean, you're, you know, the whole scenario presumes that you're inebriated, right? And you're not going to be making your best decisions. Actually, the fact that you're in the jail would suggest that you're already not, not making, making your, your best, best decisions right. at that mm-hmm. point. And you have this opportunity to talk to somebody uh, who's sober, who knows the law, call the lawyer, right? right? Use that opportunity. It's, right. it's amazing to me how many people just say no when the, uh, when the uh, officer tells them. So well, why, do you, why do you, when you talk to people later and they go, well, here's why I didn't call as an attorney, what is the, what's normally the reasoning that people have for it? 
They think, go ahead. Just in the moment, you you know, I mean, you can see that, you know, most of this stuff now happens on video. So you can actually see it actually happening in the moment. Uh, And, you know, I I suppose a lot of it has to do with guilt. Okay. Right. I don't Mm want to, oh, you know, I don't want to slow you down. You're just doing your job. I've got a lot of guilt running through me. So, you know, talking to a lawyer seems like the kind of thing that naughty people do. Yes. And I'm not a naughty person. You know, I just a person caught in a naughty situation. Whatever. It, it, it's, you know, it, we have all these emotions running through us at that time. And in that particular case, some beer soaked emotions running right. through your mm-hmm. head at that particular time. But yeah, if you take nothing else away from today's show, when a police officer tells you, you have the right to consult with a lawyer, consult with a lawyer right and and i think the really important thing to remember about that is that they're not telling you you have that right because they just want to tell you that someone along the legal system way had a case and fought to give you that right to talk to a lawyer and if someone fought hard enough to make sure that you knew that you had that right Take advantage of it. Someone worked really hard to require that officer to have to tell you that. Right. And and in our DWI system, I I tell people all the time, you know, we look in the criminal, big fat criminal code book in Minnesota and our first degree murder statute in Minnesota is three quarters of one page in this book. And our DWI law is 46 pages long. Wow. It is the most complicated criminal statute in the books. And to think that you know enough as a, you know, a, a, you know, a, a, an American or a Minnesotan that you know. And a watcher it, of, of television. Though, right, a watcher right. of law and order. TV. I know <laughs> yes. how this works. Right. And remember, you know, in, in this country, ignorance of the law is no excuse. So you are actually presumed to, to know that 46 pages worth of the most complicated criminal law on the books. Why wouldn't you talk to a lawyer? Well, we are going to come back with some other great information on what you should know during this holiday season to help keep yourself out of legal troubles. We're going to continue the conversation with Jeff Sheridan and Deanne Doulas from Sheridan and Doulas. And also, if you'd like to call us, the number again is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon. Also in studio this morning, we have our experts from Sheridan and Doulas, Deanne Doulas and Jeff Sheridan. Good morning. And I like to remind people... That basically, hold on, and plug something on accident. Uh, basically, between the two of you, have like 300,000 years of experience <laughs> in the legal issue. And Probably I know that like, that's fuzzy math. I know yeah. that's very fuzzy math about what's going on over at Sheridan and Dulas. But you guys really are at the forefront on both of these particular issues we, here in the Twins, uh, here in the Minnesota area. We really do try to be, right? Mm-hmm. We really want to be on the cutting edge. We really want to be ahead of what just the kind of cookie cutter way of doing these things are. You know, just apply the same result to every case. Uh, we really work very hard to make sure that our clients understand all of the facets of what they're going on. And then we try to work to find a solution that works for them, not just the last 10 people that we talk to. Right, because especially like one of the things that you'd mentioned before, Deanna, is like being able to stay up on the fact that so many of these codes and these regulations and and the way that things are done are continually changing. Mm -hmm. And so when you are, are here on the mom show and talking about the fact that things are changing within the way that the, the algorithm works when you are getting, um, uh, child support support and being able to stay on that and know that me as a layman, I'm not going to do that. Right. Right. If you got divorced uh, 10 years ago, the law has changed 
uh, at least once, maybe twice, depending on when you started your divorce and just how we calculate child support. And so every time this comes up in the legislature, there's always things that are changing and we're always having to reanalyze what those priorities are between whether it's the best interest factors for children, how we calculate child support, the big change coming up January 1 with uh, spousal maintenance no longer being tax deductible. Mm-hmm. All of these things really come down to working hard to make sure that you're dealing with these issues in the present time and based upon the needs of your current client. And so it's completely understandable that you would focus on that. And then, of course, why we need other people in a firm like yours. And what, earlier when we were talking about the how much uh, people have worked to give you particular rights mm-hmm. in certain things and we were talking about things and then Jeff our good friend Jeff Sheridan raised his hand because he <laughs> is one of the people who work to make sure that we do have a lot of the, the the safeguards in place that we do have here in Minnesota yep I've been I've been at it since the late 80s the you know almost every um, substantive right or, or procedural right you have <clears throat> in a DWI case uh, has come about as a result of some case that I've been involved in so it's not just that they rewrite the code every year. I mean, the you know, it was July, July of 2017 when the DWI code went from 40 pages to 46. Right. So you know, I I've been there for every one of those steps of the as that's gotten more and more complicated. And frankly, uh, that last six pages that they've added, I'm I'm arguing about the constitutionality of those last six pages in the Minnesota Supreme Court coming up in January. So I'm there for every fight. And that's why we also encourage people to go, you know, it is important for you to find the right professional for you and to not mm-hmm. be afraid to talk to multiple professionals because there are people, you know, yes, you can just sit there and go, I'm on a budget and only worry about that. But mm-hmm. you really should be concerned about do the people that you are trying to help have help you speak a language that makes sense for you? Yes. You know, do they communicate in a way that you need them to? Mm-hmm. And are they really going to make you feel more comfortable about what you're doing? Oh, I, you know, every time someone comes in and talks to me, even if they say, look, I want to hire you today. I'm like, OK, well, let's stop. How many other people have you talked to? Right. Am I the only person I can't make you go talk to other people, but I really want to make sure that you understand all of your options, because regardless of whether it's a family issue or criminal issue, these types of litigation issues are likely going to be one of the most difficult times in your life. You don't want to always go with the lowest bidder. Right. Right. Someone who's just going to kind of phone it in. You really want to find somebody that can explain it to you in a way that you understand and really helps you to understand that this is your choice and your options and discuss those pros and cons of each one of those. Because what might be right for if the lawyer picked is maybe a little bit different than if you get to pick. And right. really, honestly, it's you get to pick. Right. So you've got to find that lawyer that really clicks with you. And don't just hire the first one because they tell you or promise you things that they can do. Because sometimes they will they might present things as if it's a magic pill and oh, everything yeah. will go away. You know, we get uh, in the criminal uh, arena all the time. I mean, people who are calling up and they're like, well, I just want to know your price. And I'm like, right. well, you know, if you're, if you're shopping for the lowest bidder, that's the, that is the criteria for selecting your lawyer. I'm not sure you're not going to be overly uh, happy about the outcome in the thing. Uh, And, you know, again, I mean, we offer free consultations. And for a DWI, I used to be able to do it in an hour, but now it's 46 pages long. So it takes me about an hour and a half to explain from start to finish what all is involved in in what most people would perceive as a simple DWI case. Mm -hmm. So I'm spending an hour and a half with somebody free of charge actually explaining this to them. And yet our, you know, our our receptionist will struggle to get people to set up an appointment because, well, I don't have an hour and a half. I'm like, 
these people want to put you in jail. Right. <laughs> right. What do you mean you don't have an hour and a half to come in and sit and chat? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I never discourage anybody from going out and talking to another lawyer after they've talked to me no. uh, because I've never lost I've never lost a client because they thought the other guy knew more. Right. <laughs> All right. I don't I don't lose no. clients that way. Um, but, and, yeah, I mean, calling to get a price quote over the phone is exactly the wrong way to hire a lawyer. Well, well and for those people that are really cost conscious, <clears throat> we have associates that work with us who charge uh, at a lesser rate to so that we can accommodate people with more challenging budget budgets to make sure that they're still getting the benefit of really good attorneys, but at a lesser price. And we always appreciate people being part of the Mom Show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. We have Deanne. And Dulas and Jeff Sheridan from Sheridan and Dulas. And we're going to go to the phone. So, Annie, thank you for being part of the mom show. Radio pretty soon. I have a question. Yep. Annie, you are on the radio now. Yes. Hi. Hi. What is your question? Um, my elderly mother moved back from Arizona a year ago. And um, my sister, I was wondering if the trust should be written and rewritten in the state of Minnesota if she hasn't had it done or what is that if it's been written in Arizona? You know, at very least, you should set up a consultation and come in and talk to a lawyer about all of those questions. Sometimes the changes in trust laws can depend upon whether you've crossed state boundaries. But it's also true that the estate planning laws change uh, from time to time as well. So depending on how long ago that trust was created, there may be some better ways of addressing your mom's concerns uh, that we can use now in the law. And so it's always a good idea to make sure that you go in and get those things updated, at least talk to somebody about that okay if, um dementia has increased since within the last year since the trust was written um could it still hold up in the state of arizona if she's living in minnesota well it creates it creates a new set of problems for you because the idea that you can that that she could alter her estate planning now once the dementia has set in is is a big question mark so Chances are, if, in fact, uh, she's been diagnosed with dementia, she would not have the capacity to rewrite uh, any of the... Tr- and, and frankly, that's why people do trusts at, at a time when they're uh, of sound mind and body, is that they, you know, they're, they appreciate that time, a time may come uh, when they're not in a position to be able to make these decisions on their own. And so they've created a, a trust relationship with a trustee, um, and so it may well be that the that what comes of this is that you find out that the documents have to stay the way they are because she simply doesn't have the capacity to change them. Right, but just simply crossing state boundaries doesn't invalidate uh, a trust that would have been created in Arizona. Okay, so if another sibling is in charge of everything and they say they're taking care of everything, just trust in that? Well, no, that's not usually how tr- how trusts are set up either. <laughs> what trusts do is they create a fiduciary duty uh, of the trustee to manage assets and take care of things in a certain way. But that trustee is also subject to checks and balances and accountings uh, that they have to provide. So you don't have to shut your eyes and uh, you know put your hands over your ears. Uh, this is still something where they have a fiduciary duty to to make sure that not only that they're doing the right thing, but then also to tell you that they are and to show you that they are. Okay. Do the other, like, siblings who aren't the trustee, do, is there a, 
obligation to show them or, you know, prove to them or if they really hush-hush about it, is that, you know, something to... Well, be it, on guard about. well, it's always something to be on guard about. If someone's not willing to tell you what's going on, you know, that always puts my red flag up. Um, because if they're doing everything the way they're supposed to, then there shouldn't be an issue. Just show everybody. Um, so that always gets my red flag up. But, uh, you know, it is something that the trust documents themselves are going to describe their uh, reporting requirements. Um, and that would be something really that you could also talk to a lawyer about. Because sometimes your sibling won't say yes to you, but they will say yes to a lawyer who sends them a letter and says, look, we really need this information. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck, Good luck, luck that, to you, Annie. Annie. And that is why we encourage people to call in and actually speak to a lawyer because there are so many things that you guys can maybe take the emotion and the pain out of if they contact oh. you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, the, you know, especially in, in, uh, in these, you know, they, they, they always say that, the, you know, if you want to see the worst in somebody, watch them go through a divorce. But I can assure you from doing divorces and doing uh, uh, estates, if you want to see the worst in folks, take a look at the estate All cases. Right. Those, those, those are extremely difficult. A lot of hurt feelings, a lot of, you know, uh, uh, complaints about mismanaging money, that sort of stuff. Well, we appreciate Annie being part of the call, uh, being part of the show. If you would like to call in again, the number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on The Mom Show with Jeff Sheridan and Deanne Dulas from Sheridan and Dulas. Thank you again for joining us here on the mom show on my talk 1071 you can find this episode and previous episodes at my talk 1071.com use the keyword mom show i'm miss shannon deanne doulas jeff sheridan from sheridan and doulas are here good morning and, been, and we have been giving you some great information so that instead of having enough to be dangerous you can actually call in and get yes. some things cleared up for you and i think that one of the things that we started with is going don't be afraid to call don't mm-hmm. be afraid to ask that question don't be afraid to get help Right, because if you're up in the middle of the night at 2 o'clock in the morning, I can promise you there is no amount of worrying, there is no amount of thinking, there is no amount of ruminating at 2 o'clock in the morning that's going to help you make that decision. It's not suddenly going to come to you how to fix it. You're just going to lose a lot of sleep. Right. Get some help. Have someone help answer some questions for you and then really understand what your options are. Well, the number here is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. I'm really excited about the two calls we've had. And this is going to sound weird, but I am because we were talking about trust and we did a little bit of talking about estate planning for like maybe yourself or maybe uh, you're uh, uh, an elderly parent. And I think that's always interesting because a lot of times when we bring up estate planning, people get really uh, preemptively sad. Yes. Like instead of looking like this might give you freedom or give your family freedom, freedom, you look at like, I don't want to talk about what happens if I pass on. So to have people call in and go, no, 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 I want to know how I deal with the situation and to hear that people are actually putting some of these safeguards into effect. That's fantastic. Yep. Estate uh, planning is a, a big part of our practice and, and uh, it's very, it's so important you know, people don't, again, they don't want to think about, you know, what's going to happen. But if you've got minor children uh, and, uh, you know, you, uh, you know, God forbid, uh, you know, the mother and the father were killed in a car accident. And, and you know, the way the law works right now, come their 18th birthday, whatever you have is going to become theirs. Right. And uh, I tell you, I, I don't know many 18 year olds who ought to get a check for $30,000 a year, you know, or let alone 300. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it, this is the time. If you've got kids at home and you don't have a will and you don't have an estate plan, 
you're you're doing everybody in the family a disservice. Well, again, the phone number is 651-641-1071. We're going to go back to the phones. Lisa, thank you for calling and being part of the Mom Show. What is your question for Jeff and Deanne? Um, yes, I was wondering, based on some of the different ways that people are living now, um, such as like tiny house people and full-time RV people, I have a trust, living will, uh, final will, and um, so forth uh, in my domicile state of Nevada. Uh, with my job, I can transfer to different places and, you know, spend mm-hmm. two months or nine months at my friends in Georgia, for instance, or up here in Minnesota, and I've been here now for like nine months. And, mm-hmm. you know, I might spend another year in Pennsylvania and what have you. How does that affect what I might need to do and change my original um, wants and needs in my trust and, you know, living will and regular will and so forth? Well, probably I, I, it doesn't necessarily change anything you do. I mean, we, we, are, we are allowed to travel from state to state and, and still uh, have our uh, estate plan honored. Um, generally each document that's drafted is uh, there's a provision in it that says that this uh, this document whatever it is a will a trust or whatever uh, will be interpreted under the laws of in in your case probably says the state of Nevada um, so it doesn't mean that once you cross state lines that your wishes are going to be ignored uh, obviously the documents would remain in effect and they if there was something that needed to be interpreted uh, they would be interpreted under the uh, the laws of the state uh, specifically mentioned in the document. The only places where you may find some troubles, uh, especially would be the living will, because the doctors that are licensed in a particular state are bound by the laws of that particular state. And so if you've got a Nevada living will or a, a health care declaration mm-hmm. that allows you yep. to do certain things in Nevada that might not allow you to do those same things in Minnesota, that may be where you want to be especially clear about getting those things updated so that you're not creating a bigger quandary uh, between, well, this is what is enforceable in Nevada, and a Minnesota doctor says, yeah, but I'm not allowed to do that here. Okay, and then how would that be affected if, you know, like my wants, obviously, if my domicile state is Nevada, and say one of my um, people who is my medical advocate, you know, one's in Minnesota and one's in Georgia or one's in Pennsylvania, does their state mean that they're my, you know, selected advocate matter or not? No, their state won't matter. Um, What will matter is, again, is whether or not they the powers that you've given to them um, are enforceable in the state. So if there is a, you know, a right to life uh, bill or if you have uh, assisted suicide is allowed in one state and you go to Mm -hmm. another place and they say, look, this is what she wants. But Minnesota doesn't allow that. That would be the problem that you have. But their their home state isn't going to impact it. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess I might need to have that looked at then. Yeah, just go talk to somebody. They will be able to give you much better information. Again, what what we're dealing with here isn't so much that you the trust or the wills are changing, but that you are dealing with what the medical laws um, are and the doctors and providers are allowed to do. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, okay. good luck to you. Thanks for calling. Thank you.
Thank you to Lisa. And that I I I concur that it does sound complicated, you know, kind of thing. And I think that one of the things that we've mentioned before when both of you as our legal experts have been on the mom show is to not be afraid to, you know, you can't always just set it and forget it. No. On these things. No, rarely. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know. It's yeah. it's true. The you know wills and and trust documents. I mean, what 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 makes sense when you're when your kids are nine and eleven? Uh, you know, doesn't make sense when they're when they're now you know twenty six and twenty uh, twenty eight. Uh, and so you, I mean, it's it's something that you need to to keep up with. Right. right. Well, and it often depends on a lot of things, right? When your kids are nine and 11, you might not know whether or not they have chemical dependency issues. You may not know whether or not they've had a traumatic accident that impacts their ability to care for themselves. And so if you're now just taking that will or that trust that was written when they were nine or 10 and you don't update it to address those issues as you move into the into the future, um, you know, you're really not um, doing justice by anybody. Well, we encourage people to make sure that they make those calls. And I know that we're going to be wrapping up soon. So we want to make sure that people are at least armed with a little information during these holidays. So what are just some basics, you know, if we were going to wrap up that they should maybe do to make to mitigate any of these differences, these difficulties they might have this time of year? The the wonders of living in Minnesota is Mm -hmm. that this time of year when all of the stress is going on, it's also really cold out. (laughs) right? And so the ability to step out of the house and cool off. Uh, is actually yes. expedited. See, mm-hmm. if you were doing this in California, it might take you forever to cool off. <laughs> right. But in Minnesota, you'll cool off pretty quickly. Step number one is when the situation is, uh, you know, uh, uh, getting to the point where it's uh, becoming problematic, somebody needs to step out of the house. Just step out. Right. Mm-hmm. And for me, I always... Not to the car. Right. Not true. <laughs> All right. Just go outside. Just go outside. Leave your key- car keys inside. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think of a couple of things. I think of make sure for parents to keep those communications between parents. Work those things out. Try to find compromises when you can. And if you can't, Go back to your divorce decree or your custody documents and follow the terms of the letter. That's why you guys wrote it. It's a safety net. If you can't agree on a change, go back and do that. Perfect. And we always encourage people, if you have any additional questions, you can very easily contact the folks over at Sheridan Dulas. What's the phone number again, Dan? It is 651-686-8800. We are open from 830 until 5, and we have an answering service that assists in the evening. And Jeff, I know you guys got a new snazzy website a couple of months ago, so what's the website again? We did. It's www.ssdpa.com. And again, I encourage everybody to listen back to this episode and other episodes of The Mom show if you want to cover it and you can always email us email us as well with your questions we'll make sure they get to our experts the website for all of that and more is mytalk1071.com thank you again for joining us as jeff sheridan and deanne Dulas from sheridan and Dulas, and we'll see you guys next time <laughs> thank you thank so you. much for having us everybody have a great holiday